Hello, my name is Aziz and I'm the son of a divorced mother. She is really my superhero. That's why it's important for me to support women to share their uniqueness, their personalities, perspectives, and emotions about this world. In these difficult times in human history, we need to bring the people of the world together. And when we hear the voices of women, when we listen to real lives of women from other countries, we connect our cultures without differences or stereotypes, and we get inspired by their stories to live a better life. That's what this podcast is all about. My guest today is Christina Ivantsev. Christy is an international relations student at the Institute of International Relations, Taras Shevchenko National University of Kiev. She is also a young European ambassador and a member of the NGO Foundation of Regional Initiatives in Ukraine. Christy, how are you today? Hello. So uh, today I'm perfectly fine and I am so happy so feel so honored to take part in this amazing podcast because uh, we need to share our experiences we need to across the cultures and broaden our our horizons actually every day and uh, this is the key to diversity this is the key to the more friendly world and to, to a better future for us Thank you, Christy. It's actually my honor as well and my privilege to know you better. I'm very curious about you as a person. So I'll begin with this nice first question. If your friends, the people who know you best, could describe your personality, what would they say about you? Uh, well, actually, my family and friends often describe me as a um, quite stubborn person, maybe a bit ambitious. Also, I um, I have a lot of interest in, interest in uh, a lot of things. For example, music. For example, uh, sport, international relations, of course. And um, so I like to broaden my horizons. So it's like the threat of my character, I suppose. And um, I'm fond of a lot of things. And uh, maybe some other threats can be like friendly and supportive. Thank you. That's really, really interesting. And I'm curious, we live in a time where too many people stay in their comfort zone. They don't have the courage to be stubborn when people criticize them. So in many ways, it could be a good thing. What makes you different? What about the way you see the world or your mindset that allows you to be ambitious, to have many interests and to be stubborn even when people judge and criticize because it could be something other girls can learn from to be more powerful women and more confident in their lives. Actually, I um, have noticed something in myself recently that when I view the world, I do not just view it as, as a thing, as a process or as a world itself. I view it like um, the thing that could be changed so it's not like the static thing it um, it can be actually fully changed it can be improved and i suppose 
and I dream and I hope and I really want to contribute to the world change one day to make it better. And I think that this stubbornness kind of is similar with my views. And uh, I really uh, wish, I really, uh, I would really enjoy uh, my, uh, if people uh, who surround me, if people uh, who I, uh, people who actually are my friends and acquaintances uh, to see the world in similar way and to help me and to join me in changing it one day. I love that attitude. That's absolutely positive and fantastic. And I'm curious, is it because maybe when you were a little girl, you had a big, big imagination and therefore you wanted and desired to project your imagination onto reality and change it for the better? Or is it maybe you had some difficult times during childhood and you thought, no, I refuse to see the world as a bad place? Or are you just born this way with this mindset? Is it something you develop or is it something that was second nature to you since the beginning? I would not definitely say that uh, my childhood was bad. It was thanks to my parents and grandparents really good. However, I did have a big imagination and I still have, I think. And um, such dreams of little of little children can actually develop into something um, something concrete, something that you can implement in the um, in your adult life. So these dreams can uh, can um, make you choose the job. They can uh, make you think uh, in certain way about people about things. And imagination is actually a big thing. Uh, however, apart from that, I uh, lived and I still live in a country that is um, so just freedom loving that uh, suffered from the uh, Russian influence and now is suffering from the Russian full scale aggression. So um, there always was an urge to help my country grow. And uh, I think um, last year there was an urge of in not only in me but also in a lot of people of Ukraine to help to save our country from aggression. And now our only uh, wish is to win, is to win completely, and to, to ensure the peace for all of us and to ensure a better life. I agree with you, and all I can say is Slava Ukraini. Thank you. And since we're speaking about this topic, how was February 24th for you? How did you hear about the full-scale invasion? Because we know the war started even earlier in 2014. Some people will say it was always there since hundreds of years. But to you, did you believe the war? How did you feel? What did you do? Why did you decide to do what you did afterwards? And how did your life change in this one year? Uh, well, speaking about the 2014, the war did actually start uh, in that year. Uh, however, only a small amount of our people really felt it. It was like people on the south and east of Ukraine, mostly. However, uh, the 24th of February, February did uh, did seem 
really atrocious to all of us, to each of the Ukrainians. Uh, as for me, I wasn't in Kyiv that day. I was at my parents' house in uh, uh, the west of the country. And actually, I planned to return to Kyiv at the February 24. I had COVID a few days earlier and uh, I, um, I cured. I was healthy and I planned to return. I bought a ticket uh, on the um, train to get to Kyiv. And uh, I remember clearly that at 5.30, my father, who is a military, uh, he got the news about the uh, war starting. And uh, I clearly remember the whispers of my mom and dad talking to each other that Putin uh, has uh, started a war, that Kharkiv, that Mariupol are being bombed. And uh, it was so shocking for me. I immediately started to text my friends uh, in Kyiv how were they are they still alive and um, i didn't even remember the first few days um, of the war i uh, only checked the news uh, texted and slept uh, probably two hours because i was worried i was um, worried for my family for my family and friends and uh, somehow i uh, managed to overcome the worry and uh, after that I felt I think the emptiness in myself but still uh, I carried a hope that uh, we will win actually uh, for the next uh, weeks I um, didn't stop my volunteer uh, activities I uh, joined the work that Foundation of the Regional Initiatives did I uh, tried to be active uh, we launched a project about informing the um, foreign people, the foreign partners about the war. Uh, we wrote the news, we distributed the news. Uh, after a few weeks, my university studies also uh, started. So I was able to somehow but focus on my uh, projects, on my tasks. But still, uh, we all tried to be positive and we all tried to volunteer at least, uh, at least on the infor uh, information field. And we tried to first to make uh, a clear impression uh, in the foreign people about the war, that the war is aggressive, that the war is atrocious, barbarous, and second to win the war uh, in the information. So just battle the Russians in the Telegram channels, in, the, in some other uh, social medias. So we won the information war and I'm happy that I could at least a bit contribute to it, uh, to the information. Thank you, that's very, very interesting. Some people might not know the power of the information war, as you called it, they think, oh, maybe you're just sharing information to feel better because it's not the same. But when you're in the army, you're fighting with the guns and the tanks and the bombs. That's really the war. Everything else is a distraction. But in reality, I believe that one of the most powerful things that Ukraine did was that information war, that ability to raise awareness and get its support. 
But imagine, there are people in the world who doesn't understand the importance of that. Can you explain how it's important, why it's important, and how does it benefit Ukraine in its struggle and war? Uh, so actually, the Russian propaganda since uh, 2014 has made a lot of damage to people, to Western people minds. Uh, how did it work? Russia um, brought the narrative that uh, it actually uh, liberates Ukraine from fascism, from nazism, uh, uh, and uh, some other bad things, as they called. But uh, it was actually, and it is, an aggressive war. And um, a lot of people, uh, and even a lot of um, politicians, so people who are high-scaled, let's so call it, they unfortunately believed it. And uh, now um, it became obvious obvious for them to, they, they saw, they uh, see now that uh, our uh, our country is struggling and our, that our country was uh, invaded and that a lot of civilians, a lot of uh, children, a lot of people, they uh, were killed, they suffered from this invasion. Our homes were bombed, our uh, civilians were, were killed on the streets, a lot of uh, women were raped, a lot of children were uh, killed, as I said, and uh, it's more than sad, it's barbarous. It shouldn't be a thing in the 20, uh, 21st century. So we managed to convince people that uh, the the truth is uh, on our side, that the truth is uh, uh, with Ukraine and uh, we do not invite anyone. We just try to save our country and to uh, get the invaders away. I support that 100%. And I understand the diplomacy and international relations work becomes so important, especially now since February 24th. And you, as a student of international relations, in these difficult times, what is your future? I mean, what kind of career is open to you when Ukraine is during a war, where people are dispersed all over the world, where the government needs to be minimal and minimized? How did this change your plans for the future? And what is possible for you, are you going to work in this field or work in a different field to make money, but support your country through volunteering and different initiatives? That's a really good question, Aziz. And to be completely honest, um, at the during the first months of uh, the invasion, of the full-scale invasion, I actually completely redefined my view on the diplomacy, on the international relations. I actually was disillusioned at first that international law doesn't work anymore, that uh, why need international relations that uh, even in the 21st century um, people are killed like, like that in that way. So it seemed uh, unnecessary for me at first. However, uh, I didn't really change my plans to become a diplomat one day maybe. Uh, it's not really clear, but I would like to. Uh, but also a lot of other possibilities, they came. Uh, 
um, for Ukrainians. And uh, this summer I was able to attend a conference uh, of, of, for the youth uh, democracy, for the um, redef uh, redefining the notion of democracy topic. And um, I was able to talk to a lot of people uh, who work in the different NGOs, who work for the parliament, for some parliament bodies uh, in uh, countries uh, of the Eastern Partnership. And it was a really in interesting uh, experience. I uh, also, along with my friends uh, from Ukraine who traveled with me, I was able to talk to these people about the war to enhance the importance of uh, the help or to Ukrainians and of the uh, kicking out the Russians, as we always say. Uh, apart from that, uh, I um, attended the Erasmus Plus project in August uh, in Croatia. And uh, also our small, but it can be called the cultural diplomacy work, was also preceded by us, by me and my friends. Uh, we talked to people about the war. And even though there were um, children like 15, 16, 17 year old, years old, they uh, were able to understand the situation. And I think that they, they will talk to it with their parents. And um, the Ukrainian cultural democracy, a part of it at least, will spread all over the Europe, I hope. So actually, I, um, I understand that, there, that now um, there are a lot of possibilities for Ukrainians in, uh, after the outbreak of the war. However, uh, it's, I didn't really choose the field that I will work in. I like anal analytical works. I like um, actually, uh, as I said, uh, the cultural democracy. The time will show us, and uh, now I'm just scanning the possibilities. Now I am trying to understand what I want and to engage in as many voluntary activities as possible. I really, really encourage the work that you do, and to speak even more, because you spoke about how the Russian propaganda machine created many narratives about Ukraine that foreigners don't really understand and you are someone who is passionate about cultural diplomacy what is important to you to represent about the culture of ukraine which elements do you feel the world needs to know and what is unique about the culture of ukraine that makes it different from any other countries in eastern europe and in the world uh well a lot of people in ukraine and abroad uh, for a long time, I thought that uh, one of the biggest um, cultural, cultural, uh, culturally um, appropriate and good things in Ukraine uh, is the Ukrainian food. So uh, a lot of people cook the borscht, varenke in Europe to show that our uh, food culture is really uh, diverse and um, great. However, I would. Um, I would go from this notion. I would uh, suggest that uh, the Ukrainian culture is not only just rich, but it's uh, it is rich in a lot of spheres. And the first one I will 
uh, recommend, I will uh, state, is uh, the Ukrainian literature. And um, even though a lot of people who read a bit of Ukrainian books, who is just acquainted with the Ukrainian literature, they will say, oh no, Ukrainian literature is about poverty, it's about uh, death, everything is sad, and everything is um, just um, not so right, because we were always under the empires, the Russian and the Austro-Hungarian Empire, and uh, we just don't need to read things like this. However, there are a lot of uh, things that uh, most people do not uh, notice. And uh, personally, I um, am um, I am completely in love with the books of uh, Ivan Bahriany, of the books of Valerian um, Pidmohilny. Uh, so these, um, these novels of them, uh, I don't know uh, whether you heard, but uh, the book, called Tigrolova, so basically the Tiger Hunters uh, of Ivan Bahriany. It's a um, great uh, uh, modern novel. It is an um, adventurous novel, and it uh, is about the man who uh, tried to escape the Soviet Union, who was in exile in the Soviet Union in Siberia, to be uh, clear, and he managed to escape the Soviet Union. He went to uh, the China, and he also um, get to know with the local people, and he um, he was against the system. Uh, it the I don't know actually if there is um, English in English translation. However, I suppose there is, uh, but it is really worth reading because uh, this book is uh, the perfect word to say is to fascinating because. There is adventure, but there is also the deep philosophical meaning. So I think that uh, also a lot of uh, modern uh, Ukrainian uh, authors are worth reading. So it is definitely worth a try. Uh, apart from that, they are they are having uh, big uh, marks from the critics and um, also probably Ukrainian uh, traditional clothes. Because uh, Ukraine is very diverse with, with its regions. So, for example, in the center of Ukraine, uh, we have much different colors of the traditional dresses or hats or shoes uh, than from the western part of the, of the Ukraine. So each region has its own boshevankas and its own outfits. Uh, and there is diversity of colors from orange to uh, red to green to brown to black. And it's really fascinating. There's a lot of pictures in the internet. However, there are museums with the traditional Ukrainian costumes. Thank you. I recommend to everyone to learn about the culture of Ukraine, its rich history, as well as its uniqueness. And like you said, the uniqueness of Ukrainian food is highly recommended. I am sure all the Ukrainians all over the world, if anyone could ask them to try their food, they will be very helpful. Christy, this was my privilege and my honor to have you in this podcast. I wish you success in your future goals. I wish Ukraine to win its cultural diplomacy and real 
war and all I can say again is Slava Ukraini. Heroim Slava, thank you for this opportunity and I wish you all the best.